Greetings in the name of Jesus. I want to believe the Lord that um, with this whole wave that's been going on globally, I want to believe that there's, there's something new that God has birthed in the body of Christ. We may not be able to see it with our tangible eyes, but certainly there is something new that has been birthed. And there's a reason why God has chosen to give us rest, giving the whole world a rest during this season. So we want to thank God for that. Thank God that we've come out of it, that you're alive, your family is alive, and that you and your children are safe. Now, today I, I want to share with you a, an area that I know you will be interested in. That the Spirit of God just impressed on my heart a few minutes ago. And um, I will touch two areas, but very briefly on each of them. And, and I think it's an area where almost all of us um, uh, believers struggle a bit. And um, that is the season, the period between um, God's promise and then the fulfillment which is waiting patiently upon the Lord. So I want to speak to you about waiting patiently upon the Lord. It's, it's quite very, very difficult for any believer to know that you probably waited for maybe 15 years for some things to come to pass. And I will tell you because I'll tell you from from our experiences, the most frustrating time is when you're actually waiting for something to happen, and it just doesn't happen. Let's take for instance, you have you have waited for the Lord to heal a loved one, and you have prayed every manner of prayer, and and you've said almost everything there is to say, and. With every single day that passes, it appears as though all hope is fading for this person. And then you ask yourself a question, what am I supposed to do then? As a believer, what am I supposed to do? Maybe what I would want you to know today is that even in that season, when it appears that you are hopeless, and nothing seems to work at that particular moment. Maybe what I want to remind you today is that God is listening. There's nothing as difficult as, as being a believer and then you see the lives of everybody else around you and you see them making progress. You see people sending their children to school. Then you wonder, when will yours go to school? You see other people's children graduate, and then you wonder, when will mine graduate? You see other people's uh, children getting married. While yours are either at home, or they are making children at home. And yet, to be honest, you will try to live an, a decent Christian life. 
And then, you know, it, it seems more like the more you try to walk with God and live on the principles of salvation and, and just walk with the Lord, the more things turn upside down for you. And um, this is normally where we get it wrong. At that point, when our lives have stagnated officially, we are not, instead of us lifting our eyes upon the Lord, we seem more inclined to try and find fault. Um, that, that's when you begin to think, maybe, maybe someone bewitched me. And here's the interesting thing, is that Satan will allow that thought to grow in your spirit. And then you believe that somebody is actually behind this, and before you know it, you remove your eyes from Jesus, and you gravitate them entirely towards a person. And uh, before you know it, you begin to have dreams and visions, which are not necessarily from the Lord, of people that you may actually be suspecting are responsible for that situation. And this is, this, this is a daily life of every believer. But let me say this to you, is that all of us, everyone, as long as you're a believer, okay, let me not even talk about a believer. For every single person, if you want to go somewhere, it will take time for you to get where you're going. But if you will patiently work at it, I can guarantee you, there can be no stopping a person who is passionate and who is consistently giving everything they can to make their lives better or to make the families better. I'll tell you this, is that the success equation is not just for us believers. The difference between us believers and those who don't believe is that while for them they may succeed, you, your success comes with peace which comes from the Lord. It's why I want to encourage you as a believer is that you have to teach yourself to wait patiently, to wait patiently for the Lord, for the fulfillment of every promise that he has given you. Now, when we pray, don't give up praying because the answer doesn't seem to be coming. And our motivation should not come from our neighbors and from your, from your, your kinspeople, your kinsmen. Your motivation to seek the Lord, it, it shouldn't come from the people that you share with your generation. It shouldn't be that because the other person has achieved this, so I should also be able to achieve this. If, if you are a believer, your hope should be the Lord Jesus. Your entire eyes should be lifted to the Lord Jesus Christ. That should be your motivation. But also give God a chance. Give God a chance. It's okay to seek God for a miracle. But don't seek God simply because of the miracle. You build your life in Christ on a very strong foundation of trust. 
that you are able to trust the Lord regardless of how long it may take for him to fulfill the promise that he has made to you. And, and that's why I wanted to carefully um, share with you, according to the word of God, how you should be able to wait patiently upon the Lord. Do you know that people have carried visions, some carry visions for 50 years and 30 years, and, and the vision has not yet come to pass, and yet they're still holding on to that vision? If there's anything that makes God happy, it is knowing that you believe that he is still able to fulfill that promise that he made to you 20 or even 30 years ago. That makes the Lord happy. It is you also being able to wait patiently for the Lord to answer you for prayer requests that you made 20, 30 years ago and you still know that he is able and that he is able to fulfill that. So I want to read for you um, Psalms 37 uh, from verse 7. Just Psalm 37 verse 7 says, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way and because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. He says, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Everyone has a dream. Right now, you could possess such a big dream that it makes you restless. It's also possible that you've you've had a dream and, to be honest, you see the time for that dream passing. And maybe you have told yourself that in the next five years, I'm going to be able to achieve this and do this. The fact that time has passed within which you wanted to achieve something doesn't necessarily mean that God will let you down or that he has let you down or that he is not going to help you fulfill it. You, You have to know that God wants you to wait for him. Patiently. You wait patiently. And why should you wait patiently? Because God will not fail you. When, when we pray, let me tell you how prayer works. The Bible says, when, when ask and you shall receive. Matthew 7, 7. But you see, when we pray, because God has promised to answer, that means when you pray according to his word, then your, his answer to you becomes a promise which he is yet to fulfill. That means God owes you something in prayer which he is yet to answer. But the Bible says that the promises of God, they are yes and amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. Just read that. 2 Corinthians 1, 20. And... Um, Second Corinthians one twenty. And it says, For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen. And to the glory of God through us. Maybe what I should say to you is that every dream is within reach for as long as you commit it to the Lord Jesus. Every dream. If you can close your eyes and know today that every dream that God has birthed in your heart, it's absolutely within reach. 
But you have to teach yourself to wait patiently upon the Lord. Do not fret when other people around you succeed. Don't benchmark your life on the success of somebody else. Do not look at yourself and judge what's happening in your life in relation to what is happening to somebody else's life. If you're good children, don't measure the success of your children's lives based on the success of your neighbor's children or your brother's children because in that way you water down the effort of your own children and the things that they have gone through to get where they are. And most importantly, you, you, you water down God and what he's trying to do through your family. So what if somebody else is successful and things are not working exactly the way you want them to be? Don't let that be the reason you should be discouraged. If God's promise seems to be delaying, it doesn't necessarily mean that you should turn your eyes to another alternative. I want you to understand something. For as long as it is called today, you can still believe upon the Lord. And you can still wait upon the Lord. In the presence of God, there is no dream that is so destroyed that it cannot be restored. And there is no place that God still will not be able to lift you out of that dust. But you have to understand that today you may not have, you may not be where you want to be right now. It doesn't necessarily mean that God won't take you there. I have to remind you that with God, all things are absolutely possible. So rest in the Lord. If you're walking in the Lord, don't let your heart be anxious. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't begin to wonder what's going to happen to us now. Don't. Because I can guarantee you, there are better things to worry about than those you've put before the Lord in prayer. If you will rest in the Lord and know that surely he has you at the back of his mind and that you have committed all of your ways to him and that you're waiting upon him, then you should be more than encouraged today to know that his promises to you are yes and amen. It is, it's not over. There are things I've had to wait for for my life. I'm, I'm still waiting for many things. But one thing that I will tell you, that what God has said to me, it's enough. I will hold on to the promises of God and what he has said to me, and I will wait patiently, patiently for him to fulfill that promise. God made that promise to Abraham that he would give him a son when he was 75. That son did not come until Abraham was 100 years old. So you, you have to understand. Then, then look at it this way. He promised him that, that he would, the land that he was giving to him, he told him, your descendants will be enslaved in a foreign land, but I will bring them out. But just imagine how many years did it take for them to come out. It took 430 years. The promises of God, if God has made a promise to you, you need to understand that certainly you will be a beneficiary of those blessings. It may not be you physically. It may be your children. But what is important to God is that he will keep his promise to you.
So you have to tell your soul that I would rather wait on the Lord than rush without him. You're safer in him than outside of him. Now, it may seem like everybody else is succeeding and their lives are succeeding. To be honest, you look at them and, oh yeah. And let's say you've been praying to the Lord and you want to have, you want to have a car. And to be honest with you, you've done everything in your power. And every neighbor around you has something. And you, you get up every morning, you walk, and it even rains on you. And yet, God has not forgotten you. And then, when you don't even have it at the back of your mind, and it's totally out of you, you don't expect it, then the Lord shows up and blesses you. Then you remember, surely it pays to wait upon the Lord. If you look at your life right now, there are things that you've had to wait for the Lord for long, but when it comes, you don't even remember that you had to wait long. It seems but a moment when you actually had to wait upon the Lord. It just only seems like yesterday. When you are in the Lord, sometimes we lose count of time. So what has the Lord promised to you? What have you put before the Lord in prayer during this difficult, difficult season? What is it? Are you trying to put your children through school and you're thinking even just getting the school fees alone is difficult just to be able to see them through next time? And you're wondering, what am I going to do? I want you to know that God is faithful and he is not about to let you down. Hold on to the promises of God, regardless of how long it may take for him to answer you. But I want you to know that when he does answer you, it will be extremely rewarding. So yes, right now, it may just appear that um, when, you, when you look at your life, sincerely speaking, it just seems as though you've been waiting forever. And you look at your prayer book, your prayer journal, and, and there are those prayers that you have, and there are those things that have eluded you because you've seen the time has even run away. And you're thinking, will I really enjoy? Will I really enjoy this? That's exactly what Sarah said. When the Lord said that by this time next year, at the appointed time next year, your wife Sarah will be with the child. And she said, will I really enjoy this? Now that my master is old and I'm way old, will I really have a child? I know that you could be thinking the same. But I want you to understand the, the difference between us and who believe and those who don't believe. Is that for us who believe, there's a reason for our hope. For us who believe, there's a reason for our waiting. Did you actually know that it is in waiting upon the Lord that our strength is renewed. Our strength is not renewed until we are at the point of waiting. So my question to you right now is, do you feel like your strength is running low? Does it feel like you are weary? Does it feel like you, you're starting to get worried? You're beginning to get anxious? But the word of the Lord says in Isaiah 40, 31, says that they, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. 
That means the moment you enter into the period of waiting, where you have firmly put your request at the altar of the Lord, that is when you enter the season of waiting. Why? Because you are yet to hear what the Lord says. You're yet to get an answer. Let me tell you what happens when, um, when, when a woman conceives. When, when she conceives, she enters into a period of waiting. As long as there's a confirmation that she, the test comes back and she's pregnant, she enters into a period of waiting. Now, there is nothing that she can do to accelerate that growth. So she can't say, oh, now I'm pregnant today. Can I bring it forward? Can I bring the delivery date forward? Can I bring it forward by six months? You'll give birth to premature. The same way, no farmer can accelerate the harvest period. If really you're a farmer who is growing natural seeds, not something modified that can grow in two days. But every farmer knows that the moment I plant the seed, only then will you qualify to enter into a season of waiting upon the Lord. Now, let me tell you something about a farmer. Is that when a farmer has planted his crops, every day he is renewed. His strength is renewed and his hope is renewed. Why? Because every other day he sees the stages and the phases that the seed that he has planted, he sees the phases that the seed makes. So with every going day, it may seem like it's longer, but with every passing day, he's renewed them all because he knows that I am closer to the harvest than ever before. Now, is there something with us? Is that, that's, what, that's what the Lord says. Let's go there. Isaiah 40, verse 31. It's what, uh, sorry, Psalms. One moment. Isaiah 40, 31. Isaiah 40, 31. It says, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. And they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not, look, not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. So, my question to you, have you been spending time in the presence of God? Have you been praying? Have you been seeking the Lord? Have you entered yet into the season of waiting? Because when you entered into the season of waiting, naturally, your strength should be renewed. But if you have not yet entered into the season of waiting, and if your strength is not renewed, it means simply means you have not yet entered into the season of waiting. And if you have not entered into the season of waiting, then this is what's happening to you. It means that you have not yet presented your matter before the Lord, the altar of the Lord, and left it there for him. Only then do you qualify to enter into the season of waiting. It's when you enter into the season of rest then your strength gets renewed every other day. So this is what should happen. Is that if you pray according to his word and according to his will, when you put a matter before the Lord on his throne, you should consider that that matter is done. Because the Bible says, when you pray, believe that you have received. It says, when you pray, believe that you have received. And you shall have everything you have asked for. 
So that means when you pray, your job is to believe that you have received and leave it at the altar of the Lord and know that for you, as far as you're concerned, it is done and you have received. Now, when you, when you leave that place, the Spirit of God automatically qualifies you to enter into his rest. That means now you cease to talk about the prayer. You begin to talk about your expectation out of the prayer. The same way like a farmer. No farmer plants a seed and expects to go back and dig up the seed from the ground and expect that one seed. No, he doesn't. He allows the process of time to take its course. The process of time, I will repeat, the farmer allows the process of time to take its course. Now, I will say the same thing to you. Is that to everything that is happening or that will happen in you, in your life, pertaining your destiny, there is an appointed time. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. I'm sure you've read this particular scripture. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1. And, and it says, To everything there is a season, and a time for every purpose under heaven. Now, that the question that I'm mostly met with when people are in a very hard press situation and they have waited long. And they come and ask me, I want to know when. So for instance, somebody will ask you, because they've been waiting for marriage for long, and they will ask you, but Pastor Mark, when? When am I getting married? Here's my answer. To everything, is an appointed time. There's an appointed time in the eyes of the Lord. Now to every person that conceives, there is an appointed time. That's why doctors will try to project and give you an actual indication of when this baby will most likely come out. Every farmer knows that for as long as I have planted seed, there's an appointed time for harvest. They know it. And by the way, the farmer is not excited when he sees the first leaf coming out, the blade. The farmer is not excited when he sees the flowers coming out. He's not excited. He is not even excited when the corn comes out. But he knows that when the corn is fully grown, then the time for the harvest.